There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, gang, on today's episode, a little bit of football, a little bit of Imani talk, but more importantly, two full segments with the one, the only, Keith Nickel. All right, let's roll. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan fans, it is August 12th. That is right. That means there is 22 more days until Michigan State football kicks off its season against North Western. Who boy, I can smell the cinnamon whiskey already. Uh, as you all know, it is Locked on Spartans. This is your co-host, Matt Sheehan, and I am, of course, going to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find folks get your podcasts. Uh, as you probably already know, yeah, we got two segments with the one, the only Keith Nickel coming up here, but we do have some uh, slight MSU news to go over in the first segment right off the top here. Uh, as many of us know, if you are online at all, there was some media availability at the latest football practice that took place on Wednesday. And while there's only you know a 15-minute window that our wonderful media can sit in at, there were some actually pretty good takeaways, which is uh, a little unusual. But, you know, this uh, early in the preseason, I guess you're looking for any storyline you can get. And here are some that popped up. Uh, Connor Hayward was taking reps at tight end. I think that's a fantastic idea for him. Uh, he was kind of taking reps at the tight end slash H-back role. And as we all know, with the, sta- the stacked running back room of Kenneth Walker, Eli Collins, Jordan Simmons... It might be best served for Hayward. You know, big stocky body. He's got really good hands receiving wise. Um, so maybe he can get something going on there for a position group that, outside of Tyler Hunt, could use some work. So yeah, hopefully this uh, position switch works for him as well. We also got uh, Itavion Brown, the transfer, the four-star transfer, I should say, from Minnesota, who did not play for the Gophers last year due to injury, listed as a linebacker. He was taking reps as a defensive lineman, more of a stand-up pass rusher role when media was present. So, not sure if he'll find many reps this year. Maybe he does, but definitely it bodes well for the future. And it's also a look at what they're going to try to mold him into as his career goes on at Michigan State. Um, no update on Ricky White, stated by Mel Tucker. Um, obviously, he had the injury that shut him down last year and throughout the offseason. There's been nothing on record to report, but there have been just whispers of something going on off field that is keeping him from being on the team. And, well, when Mel Tucker says no update, well, it sounds like he's not practicing either. So uh, that's uh, something to keep an eye on, I guess. Not necessarily the most fun thing to you know, look forward to, but hey. Here we are. And yes, if you're wondering if there is a clear-cut first string, second string, third string, uh, this following tweet from Matt Charbonneau will pretty much give you the answer of, not right now. And if there is, uh, they sure as hell weren't going to do it in front of all the media there to give Northwestern any film whatsoever to help prep for that week one game. The tweet uh, was the following. Peyton Thorne and Eli Collins are practicing with the ones. 
Anthony Russo, Jordan Simmons with the twos, and then Noah Kim, Kenneth Walker with the threes. Okay, I got a really hard time believing that Walker has went all the way down to third string. Um, I, I, I don't really believe that uh, Peyton Thorne, Anthony Russo, quarterback competition has been shored up yet. So, yeah, if you were wondering if anything leaked out of there. Long story short, no. No, it hasn't, so stay tuned. The other bit of MSU news popping right now uh, actually switches over to the basketball court. Of course, we got Imani Bates, who last week or so dropped the Final Four of Michigan State again. Memphis, Oregon, or straight to the G League. There's been a lot of future casts on rivals that have pegged him to go to Memphis, and there's also been some crystal balls coming in on 24-7 sports uh, with him going to Memphis as well. And Jalen Rose, I forgot the name of the show, I apologize. Uh, he was talking on ESPN that Imani was going to join Jalen Duren at Memphis. Honestly, with like he spoke about it with the tone as if he knew, like for a fact, like someone told him. And more importantly, um, Amani Bates did say on his Instagram story, "quote I don't believe the rumors." And then later on, after that, uh, "quote If I'm planning a surprise, why would I leak it to be ruined?" If you know anything about anything with recruiting, it's that um, once the recruit or their camp says, "Don't believe the rumors," as rumors are coming out. 99 times out of 100, those rumors are bang on, absolutely 100% true. So, nothing official yet. I don't even think there's a date set out yet for Imani to uh, commit to Memphis when that should happen. But their camp is still putting up the facade that it's it's still all up in the air and they don't know what they're going to do. My guess is that the only thing they don't know what they're going to do is if it's going to be a six-figure or seven-figure deal from FedEx or uh, whoever they're going to be signing NIL deals with down in Tennessee when he becomes a Memphis Tiger. So that's just my take on the whole situation. Uh, We'll talk more tomorrow about that with David Klein of SpartanHoops.com. Really good mind, uh, pretty plugged in guy too, and he's got a ton of great insight to always share with us. So definitely excited to have him on tomorrow. We'll talk about the Amani situation, but more importantly, the uh, Trey Holloman commitment, what he likes in his game. And uh, we'll try to give you some optimism, too, for uh, the season tomorrow, or the season coming up as well on tomorrow's show. But next up after this segment, guys, yes, Keith Nickel. He was recently named a top 100 financial advisor in the country, so we dabbed, dabbed a little bit on that. We, of course, talked about his playing days at Michigan State, and I just had to sneak in a question uh, about his golf game, too. You know, well, why not? It's summer. I'm always interested to see how... Uh, People are doing on the links. You know, I, I don't know why. It never makes me feel any better about my own game, but that's eh, it's worth a shot. So that's what we got coming up for you beautiful people after this break. But first, I got to talk to you guys about, oh, get ready for this one because it's a new one. Sweat block wipes. That is right. The, take your deodorant, load it with steroids, and that is essentially what you have with sweat block wipes. Wipes. Works up for seven days per use. Right there, I'm just going to hit you with the craziest stat right out of the gate. Seven days per use. Yes, sure, you could use your sticky deodorant that's 24-hour protection, 48-hour protection, you know, all, all those lies that they put on their labels. But no, this is an honest-to-God seven-day protection. So you can wear what you want to wear. It's your little secret to your confidence because, hey, l- l- listen, we all saw that picture of Peyton Manning over the weekend. He had some sweat going on. That's killing everyone's vibe. We do not need you sweating through the rest of the Imani Bates saga uh, without sweat block 
wipes. It's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date. Uh, everyone can benefit from this amazing, amazing product, guys. It sounds a little too good to be true that you could just throw something on you and for seven days it blocks out the sweat. But, uh, hey, there's a reason. It was created by a doctor and recommended by fellow doctors as well. Those are the smart people, folks. Those are the smart people. Even though not everyone trusts a doctor uh, for some reason these days. I do, and I'm glad I do because they got me hooked up with sweat block wipes. And you know what I'm going to hook you up with? I'm going to hook you up with a promo code. 20% off at sweatblock.com. The promo code is locked on. That's one word. The product is sweatblockwipes at sweatblock.com. All right, guys. Once again, give it a try today. 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on, or find them on the shelves at CVS or the metaphorical internet shelves of Amazon. Check it out, guys. Sweatblock wipes. Folks, he's a Spartan legend, a top 100 financial advisor in the nation, and also a top 10 Hail Mary catcher of all time as well. Of course, I'm talking about the one, the only, Keith Nickel. Keith, thank you so much for joining me today. How on earth are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm looking forward to spending some time with you guys today. No, right on. We're going to dig into everything. Uh, your, your professional career that's been going awesome for you. Of course, we got to talk about the Michigan State playing days. But before we get there, I selfishly have to talk about one of my favorite sports. Uh, how How is your golf game going uh, this the summer? Uh, the, the, the people is, have to know. Yeah, my game is spotty like uh, the rest of America, probably. Um, I mean, I have moments of good, a lot of moments of bad, but I love it. And uh, I'm enjoying it this summer. No, right on. Have you ever golfed like any like former teammates or any other former Spartans? And if so, who's probably the best Spartan golfer that you've played with? Oof. Um, I have played with um, a bunch of Spartans and I've played in my like a uh, charity events. Trying to think a couple guys that are really good. Um, Blair White's a very good golfer. When he plays a lot, he's very good. Um, and you know, I've actually watch more from afar than I've been a part of some things. But I know there's some guys that can really pound the ball. Um, I'm, I'm struggling for a name right now, but I know he's our punter for a little bit. He's supposed to be a great player. And um, uh, the quarterback who just transferred from John Blank in the name too. The Rocky oh, Lombardi, Rocky. I yeah. I think he's a very good golfer as well, and he can pound the ball. Uh, so uh, those are probably the best that I can uh, just kind of think of right now. Right on. So you say you're spotty on the course, but you're definitely not spotty in your professional career uh, thus far in Northwestern yeah. Mutual. Uh, yeah, just recently named Top 100 Financial Advisor. So first of all, congratulations on that. Second, I, I just have to ask, like, what is the finance equivalent of catching a game-winning Hail Mary in your industry? What, what is like that crown jewel moment for, for your profession these days? Yeah, it's probably landing the, uh, the big client, right? Um, that's probably the most comparable thing. And uh, it's probably more, uh, you probably have a higher chance of landing a, a big client, um, you know, a nine figure client um, or a 10 figure client if you're really lucky. Sure. Uh, then you probably have a better chance of uh, doing those things and catching the Hail Mary at the, you know, the win a football game. So I'm uh, fortunate to be a part of that great moment. And um, something, I actually have a game ball in my office right now. It's kind of a reminder of taking advantage of um, opportunities when you're given them and being prepared. Uh, for an opportunity because you never know when they'll arise. That's incredible. We're, we're going to circle back to that later because I'm a huge memorabilia junkie, so I'm going to have to ask about that game ball here down the road. But 
before we get there, uh, just let, let's give the people and also myself like a personal finance tip, if you don't mind. So let's say like the average person has $50. So my best financial advice would be to use that $50 to buy a case of beer, go to a tailgate, get drunk and buy as many 50-50 tickets as possible. And they're just praying to God you get lucky. Is that your advice too, if someone just had $50 or is there a better, more responsible way for them to spend that? For future earnings. Yeah, there's probably more responsible ways than to go Shoot, okay. spend it on right. booze. Uh, you know, I think uh, before giving advice, I think the best thing to do is to just become, you know, financially literate, understand how basic financial fundamentals operate, you know, understanding how compound interest works, as an example, um, understanding what things like dollar cost averaging mean, or just um, understanding how, how a budget works and how debt works. If you can understand those things, you can go a long way in finance um, for yourself. Um, you asked the question, no, and you said, what do you do with 50 bucks? You know, if, you know most people are not um, very entrenched in the investment world. They're not very entrenched in their own planning, and they want to be relatively passive because they're not able to invest their time um, in what we do for a living. And so, you know, if I were to say, hey, listen, if you want to manage things on your own, you want to put your money to work, um, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about indexes and ETFs. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably a, a great uh, place to start, you know, put it in an S&P 500 fund. Um, if you want to take it up in a little bit more advancement, you know, I'd, I'd really look at the top five companies in the world and I don't think they're going anywhere. The Apples, the Googles, the Amazons of the world probably can't go wrong, you know, owning a piece of those companies, uh, something like that. No, right on. And that's yeah, obviously incredible information coming from, well, yeah, one of the best financial minds in the nation, quite literally. So no, yeah, thanks for that little tidbit right there. Um, if you don't mind, would love to talk about the, the old glory days back in East Lansing um, and just kind of taking it from the beginning as well. Obviously, you come in from Oklahoma after transferring, compete for that quarterback battle. Now, the, the transfer you know, waiver wire is such a hot topic these days. And when, when it was kind of clear that you were going to go from quarterback to receiver, did it ever cross your mind that maybe you'd go to another college to give quarterback another shot? Or how tough was that decision to say, all right, I am going to live this life as a receiver for the next few years in East Lansing on, on your end? Yeah, that's a good question. That that thought never uh, went through my mind. And gotcha. I think if the real reason why is just to have reference or context to how I you know, really ended up at Michigan State. And that was, I was committed to Michigan State for a long time while in high school. Um, that was the place I wanted to be. And at the time, it was just a very kind of volatile, if you will, organ, you know, uh, program. They had just gotten rid of John L. Smith. They were just bringing in Coach D'Antonio. Uh, they'd gone through a run of, uh, you know, kind of middle, middle of the road, a mediocre performance. Um, I think they're renovating their facilities. There was a lot going on. It just didn't make it a good fit for me at the time. Uh, so I always wanted to be at Michigan State was the bottom line, but it wasn't a good fit at the time. So I went to Oklahoma, and I said, you know, listen, if, uh, I thought I was going to be Oklahoma for the rest of my career. I, I wasn't, and I knew if I wasn't going to be in Oklahoma, I wanted to be at Michigan State. And so when I had the opportunity to come back from Coach D'Antonio, uh, regardless of what happened at Michigan State, I was never going to leave. And, um, you know, that was just kind of a commitment thing I made in my own head, in my own mind. So when they asked me to move positions uh, after I healed from a dislocated elbow, I came mm -hmm. back, I was ready to go and um, never looked back because all I wanted to do was win. 
and be a part of something special and something bigger than myself. And, and we, we won a lot, you know, fortunately through that career and that time, that span. Um, and we had a lot of great players and people, you know, guys that still have huge contracts in the NFL. And, and um, so uh, we were surrounded by a lot of successful people and, and uh, coaches. No, right on. And kind of just going off that success right there, no question that your senior year was just littered with success. Obviously, you got the Wisconsin game, you got the Outback Bowl. Are, are there any other games of that season that you catch yourself thinking of a, a lot from, from that year? Uh, you know, our senior, you know, we played um, Michigan in those uh, special kind of combat uniforms. Uh, those are home. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm probably biased, but those are my favorite Spartan uh you know, uh, alternate uniforms that we've ever had. I think those are one of the coolest ones. Um, right. Still yeah. to say. So that was special. And then we've beaten Michigan four years in a row, doing it at home. And I think, you know, beating them pretty soundly while we're at home. So that was a, a very memorable game. Um, Outback Bowl, like you mentioned, was a great game. And both Wisconsin games is, I mean, I know we came out on the, on the bad end on the championship game, but that was probably as good of a football game as ever, I've ever been a part of with some special plays and, and things that occur too. So um, I would probably, if you asked a question and I would answer it bluntly, I'd say outside of the obvious ones, the Michigan game at home and the alternate uniforms are ones that I reflect on. And that was a lot of fun. All right. We're one down one to go with our segments with the one, the only Keith nickel, but first I got to talk to you beautiful folks about betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. NFL preseason is almost in full swing. And you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as your team preps its run for the playoffs or run through a preseason gauntlet if you're an NFL guy. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50, that is a 5-0, welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure you smash in that promo code locked on. That is one word, locked on at betonline.ag, your online sports book experts and speaking of experts we got to talk about the experts of protein bars yes built bar baby that's right you guys have heard us talk about built bar for weeks months years however long you've been listening to this podcast and it's all for a good reason because they've got nine delicious flavors nine delicious flavors coconut cherry raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and german chocolate you know i can't resist cookies and cream that's my favorite flavor but if you don't have a favorite flavor yet you want to give it a try get the mix box you'll get two of each of the nine flavors for a grand total of a lot of built bars as you guys already know a lot of the built bars this this is what we're going to hit you with 17 to 18 grams of protein Calories ranging from just 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar, which is crazy considering how good they taste. And that's all with just 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Order today and get your best flavor out there, or your favorite flavor out there, I should say. BuiltBar.com is also the official protein bar of U.S. track and field team. How fun's that? So just go to BuiltBar.com, guys, and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. 
That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. And actually, before getting to that obvious game here, the, of course, the Rocket game against Wisconsin, I just got to, like, are, are you ever tired of just talking about that game? I'm sure it's a hot topic of conversation whenever people approach you. Yeah, it's funny because, well, n- number one, no, I never get tired of talking about it. Right, it's, especially when you're talking with Spartans and stuff. It's It, it always amazes me, actually, how much, um, you know, the game impacted people. Maybe even to this day, I don't appreciate it enough just because as an athlete, you expect to make those kind of moments happen. You You've you know run those moments in your head a million times, and so there's some you know, lack, lack of appreciation of it at times because you're trained to just think that way to execute when you get an opportunity. But uh, what amazes me is you know again how impacted people were by that play and how you know we're nine years removed from that uh, and going on ten now, and still it's something brought up you know very frequently weekly um, in my life. It's amazing. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, because how often, like, do you just think about that final home area if you ever catch yourself, like, staring out the office window or daydreaming? Because I, I was just, like, 15 rows up in the student section. I had absolutely nothing to do with that play. And even sometimes my mind wanders to the glory days of, of that night. I mean, being actually part of the play, that's got to be tough to go even a few days without thinking about it at least once, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I don't think about it um, really ever on my own. I get reminded of it through, you know, people's conversations or, you know, interviews like this, or, you know, obviously my, my family's proud of the career I've had. So there's sure. uh, some memories and photos in our home of those types of things. So I get reminded that way. Um, you know, as a, what you really remember uh, isn't so much the, the big games or even the big catches. It's, you know, the people and the relationships and the, and the funny moments in the locker room or the feeling you had running out. Um, you know, on game day or the feeling you had walking across, uh, across, you know, the Sparty statue and, and touching Sparty and, and you're like going to war with your brothers. You know, that's what you really remember and feel. Uh, it's not always the big games uh, that you think about the most. Right on. This is, this is a, a honest hours right now. Did, did you think that you were in the end zone when you caught it before they went to the booth or did you think that, you know, they marked you two inches short? Did you think you were two inches short when that all went down? Yeah, um, you know, I, when you know when you're a player, everything tends to happen in slow motion. You can't hear or see. You know, you can't hear anything. And so when you when I saw the ball kind of pop up, I'm thinking to myself immediately, you know, I'm gonna I'm because there's nobody in front of me at the time. I'm gonna catch this. I'm just gonna fall right in, or I'm gonna walk right in. And I remember the struggle of that moment being you know kind of caught off guard, which kind of caused that. Gotcha. That tug of my body there, and I do remember seeing you know, what felt like half of my body being across the goal line visually. My, you know, my head and parts of my body are across the goal line. And as an athlete, you're thinking to yourself, you know, when they spot it short, there's no way the ball didn't cross. Um, but what you don't know is, hey, when they go to review it, can they visually see the ball crossing it? Is there going to be enough evidence to overturn it? Those types of things start to go in your head. And, um, you know, bring the uncertainty. But in my mind, I was thinking there's no way I didn't cross the goal line. And I'd be lying if I said, you know, it was a lot closer than I thought it was. I, you know, it was by, what, a couple inches or six inches there when it felt like, you know, a couple feet, you know, in my head. 
No, right on. That's incredible insight because yeah, it seems even you know tighter than six inches from from our vantage point as fans. Um, and after the, the ref you know announces that the ball in fact crossed the plane, is that the loudest you've ever heard Spartan Stadium, or is there even another moment that sticks out to you? Mm, that's uh, that's probably the yeah, that was the loudest I can remember it. And, Tough to beat. You know, yeah, yeah. The amount of noise and adrenaline that runs through your body in that um, that was probably as exciting or as loud of a stadium that I've ever been a part of, um, for sure. And me just being the big uh, MSU memorabilia nerd that I am, I, I got to circle back to the game ball. Like, do you have anything else from that game? Like, do you have the, the jersey, the gloves, or like where where else, uh, if you have anything from that game, are, are those displayed? Yeah, so I have uh, my uniforms and my helmet from the game. Um, but, you know, it's not like in, uh, in the pros where you get a new uniform probably every game or every other game. These right. Unless you really damaged your, your equipment, you had most of your uh, stuff for the you know, whole year. So what I really have is, you know, my, my, my pants and jerseys and things from the year, my senior year, and my helmet. So, of course, those are the same stuff used for uh, that Wisconsin game. So I have all of that as the cleats, and I think I, I might have the gloves stored somewhere. But um, I'd also be lying to you if I knew those are Wisconsin gloves because you rotate it, you know, you're getting a bunch of gloves throughout the course of a year. Like, sure new pair every game so no right on and so nine years removed now of course from your senior year do you get back to msu often on fall saturdays or, or what are, are your fall saturdays like when uh michigan state's playing yeah i uh, i love being in east lansing for for game day and uh i try to commit to getting if there's you know seven home games i'm trying to make it there for five um nice you can't make it every single time and sometimes weather isn't helpful and it's certainly you know, in Michigan, as the season goes on, it becomes colder and harder to go. Um, I, you know, and I like to be on the sideline. I like to experience it a certain way, just because I was spoiled and had the opportunity to play there. So, um, you know, I want, you know, I love being on the sideline when I can do it. They've been very welcoming of former players to do those types of things. And I've, I have a lot of generous even clients and very close friends who you know, have have very nice accommodations there, and they invite me to come with them too. So it's, uh, I try to get up there as much as I can, and I'll probably be. Uh, hopefully four or five games. I have a son. Hope I can bring him up. And um, I'll probably go to two away games. I'm hoping to make it down to Northwestern and hoping to make it to the Miami game. Hey, good deal. Maybe I'll run into you there. I think I'm going to both as well. Um, Keith, I know you're a super busy guy, so I can't thank you enough for being uh, super generous with your time. And yeah, if you ever have a, a hankering for some fireball, uh, just swing, swing by the tailgate. We'd love to have you. But on a more serious note, uh, hey, thank you so much for your time. It, it was awesome to... Uh, connect and of course talk about your awesome senior season and what's going on with you and your professional life as well man yeah so um you know, professionally we're really excited with what's being uh, built out here we've uh, we uh, have built our, our shop here inside of northwestern mutual in troy uh, where we act as an independent uh, wealth management practice and you know we have clients all over the country the majority 65 percent probably in the midwest and then we have the balance spread really around the coast of you know California, New York, uh, Texas, and Florida, and um, we really enjoy and love our client base. The fun part about this business is you get to kind of get to choose who you're working with, and so we get to work with a lot of Spartans and a lot of successful business owners that are Spartans and you know executives and professional athletes and just really really good people. Um, so we've been building our team, expanding our team, and and all working together as family. And you know when you put your head down and work towards a common cause and do the right thing by people and have high character and integrity, which we try to do, uh, you know, good things happen. And so uh, we just haven't looked back and, 
you know, again, like I said, we love working with Spartans. So anytime we get a chance to do that, we're really excited. And once again, got to give a huge thank you to Keith Nickel for being very generous with his time and his busy schedule. Um, yeah, and we'll be back tomorrow, uh, rounding off another week with David Klein of SpartanHoops.com. That will be a very informative and fun chat. DK's my guy. Love that guy. All right, betting on the Spartans or Lions or Tigers or what have you doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, Ron team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, four shows down, one to go this week. Let's get it popping. Go Green.